Good morning. It's good to have you here on this bright, beautiful day. Uh, as you might have figured, we have the air conditioning on. Yay! Now, if you're too cold, I'm, I feel good. So, just letting you know. So, uh, we're glad you're here. For those who are visiting us on Zoom, we're glad that you're here as well. A lot of announcements today, so um, get ready for them. Uh, The first thing is we're doing what's called a meal train uh, for the horse family. Now, you may not be able to know what that is or how to use it. We're trying to get meals for the horse family and try to uh, coordinate so they're not getting all meals at once. Now, you may have uh, a question about that, so I'm going to ask you to call the church office, and Lisa will, or call Lisa, and she will help you through that. That's something that she came up with, and so, um, or you can call me, and then I would tell Lisa to call you, and because I have no idea how to do it, okay? Uh, that's why I was relying on Lisa. So, if you want to do a meal for the horse family, um, please let me know, and um, we will give them out uh, to them. Or if you want to just call me ahead of time and say, hey, we have a meal that can either be refrigerated or frozen, we can, um, uh, we can put it in here and then um, get it to them. So just let us know. A um, couple of other things. First of all, uh, we have been advertising for those of you who would like to sit on the property commission. Uh, now, Uh, Our property commission is run by Dave Cole, and uh, during COVID, Dave and I have been kind of patchworking things that have come up, but we actually need a commission because we have some things that we've really got to work on. Now, that does not mean that you need um, skills because I'm on it. Uh, I've told you the last time that I worked on Uh, my fuse box at the home uh, years ago. Kathy and I were talking about it, and uh, I did something and was shot across the kitchen floor to the... Kathy said she didn't laugh. I heard laughter. (laughs) So I don't do electricity. I've done some plumbing, and an expert had to come in to repair what I had done. So what we just need is men or women who have a passion about this building and, and getting with... Uh, Dave and I, and saying, okay, what do we need to do? How can we fix the things that are going on? Uh, And to find, if we can't find people within our church, we go to pros. Because right now, Dave and I have gotten pros to do pretty much everything. Because, I mean, a lot of us are are busy, so uh, please let me or Dave know if you want to serve on the property commission. The other thing, as we're getting through this COVID pandemic, We're going to be starting up the nursery in June, and so I'm going to need eight volunteers to help with nursery on a rotating basis. I need two people in the nursery at all times uh, to work, and you need to be 18 or older. Uh, We can have those who can assist, but those under 18 have to have adult supervision, and and there has to be at least two adults in there. Um, So... There's two ways we can do this. One is that we can pay people to go in there and work. That's option number two. 
Number one is that you and I have made a commitment to take care of our children, and that means that we need to take turns in the nursery. Now, if you're thinking, well, the pastor's never taken a turn in the nursery, remember, what was it, two years ago? How, How old is Lucy? Three. Two years ago, when you guys were in the evening, Kathy and I did the nursery, and I have pictures on my phone where Lucy was sleeping on my chest. No, not now. Okay, Lucy. Excuse me. I need to find pictures. No, I I won't do it now, but before this day is over, Lucy, you're going to see pictures where you were little and sleeping on my chest. When you were one, not now. But we all need to take turns, and so I need two people, and we do it on a rotating basis, then you're not in the nursery. But understand that our, our uh, parents need a break too. And so uh, talk with me or Kathy or Amy uh, about getting into this uh, nursery. Um, and if we have to, uh, we would pay people uh, to do it. I'd rather do that last. We need to step up and take care of our children. Uh, The other thing is uh, we do need volunteers for different things around the church as we're getting, again, if you have a gift, you need to be using it for the Lord. I know the pandemic's been rough, and it has been. I, a couple of weeks ago, went through kind of a mental breakdown because I was just tired. I'm exhausted. Um, Seeing my mom pick pick me back up. So we need to be about that. We need to be about what is God asking me to do for his church. So uh, please, please let me know. Uh, Judy? Yeah. Uh, Greeters. Yeah. So um, how many have know how to say hello? Raise your hand. How many know how to say hello? Every single hand should be up. You're in training. So, um, on Sunday morning, when it would be nice to have a rotation of greeters at the front door, people coming in, hello, how are you? Okay, repeat after me. Hello, "Hello, how are you? Good to see you. Well... Did I hear not really? <laughs> so Mike's going to be our first greeter. We just, we just need some people to just be mindful of those who are coming in, visitors. Uh, and as visitors come in, don't be, don't be shy. I mean, I know we haven't been able to greet because of but we need to be able to do that. By the way, another thing is, we are now mass optional. Now, we're, we're really hoping that you have been vaccinated, not to wear a mask, but we cannot ask, okay? We're not going to ask if you've been vaccinated or not. It's your option. Uh, now, having said that, does everyone know what grace is? Not something that you pray about, but something that you share. So if there are people in this church that decides to wear a mask, is it Okay. Yes. And if people don't want to wear a mask, is it okay? Yes. 
And if people want, so we have this section that uh, if you want to sit together or whatever, and then we have the, uh, no, I'm not going to say it. And then we have this section that, you know, people are, you know, kind of leery and we want to, you know, sit separate. It's okay. It's okay. We need to just show grace. Amen? Amen. Any other announcements? I told you it was going to go kind of long. Yes. Yes. So, so just an appointment, like, um, uh, yeah, because usually it's me. Okay. Okay. So, so what Jenny had said is that sometimes I just need someone to be here physically to let someone in, to let them do whatever. Uh, you don't need to know what's going on. Uh, in fact, Friday we had um, an electrician comes in uh, to fix our porch lights. I told him where the fuse box was. I don't know anything, as I said, I don't know anything, but I let them in. So if you've got some time to let someone in and just be here, that's fine, or in the parsonage or whatever, uh, just let us know. Are you happy to be here with fellow believers? It is so nice that we're starting back to actually doing things again. And yes, we need to be careful in how we proceed, but we do it out of joy. This is, this is what, it, it, what it's like to be with a family of believers, to come in and to say, God, thank you. Thank you for each and every one of you. So let us stand as I do our call to worship. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He has made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pastor. Good morning, everybody. Did you ever wake up in the morning and forget what day it is? Yes. (laughs) Just wondering. I wonder if Lazarus felt the same way. Let's sing. dark and all alone growing comfortable are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb buried underneath the lies that you believe safe and sound stuck in the ground too lost to be found you're just asleep it's time to leave Come on and rise up Take a breath You're alive now Can't you hear the voice of Jesus Calling us Out from the grave like Lazarus Your brand new Power of death couldn't hold you Can't you hear the voice of Jesus Calling us Out from the grave like Lazarus Rise up, 
your name The thing that filled your veins Was more than blood It's the kind of love that washes sin away Now the door is open wide And the stone's been rolled aside The old is gone, the light has come So come on and rise up Take a breath, you're alive now Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us Out from the grave like Lazarus Your brand new power of death couldn't hold you Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us Out from the grave like Lazarus Rise up Rise up Rise up Out from the grave like Lazarus He's calling us to walk out of the dark He's giving us new resurrected hearts Oh, he's calling us to walk out of the dark. He's giving us new resurrected hearts. Come on and rise up. Take a breath, you're alive now. Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling us out from the grave like Lazarus? Your brand new power of death couldn't hold. Out from the grave like Lazarus Rise up Rise up Rise up Out from the grave like Lazarus Rise up Rise up Rise up Out from the grave like Lazarus
We believe in the resurrection And he's coming back again We believe So Let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing and temptation we believe we believe we believe in God the Father we believe in Jesus Christ we believe in the Holy Spirit and he's given us new life we believe in the crucifixion we believe that he conquered death We believe in the resurrection And he's coming back again Let the lost be found and the dead be raised In the here and now The love in vain Let the church live out Our God will say we believe We believe And the gates of hell will not prevail For the power of God And he's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back. He's coming back again. He's coming back again. We believe. You may be seated. At this time, as we go to uh, prayer concerns and praises, we do actually have a praise. And John, do you have the... Uh, these are pictures from uh, Bill Disprow. He is actually in Alaska. And so there is a... There will be a slideshow... And so we're just going to see some pictures. He's up there now. So I'm just going to, we're just going to watch and enjoy. Okay, just a few pictures. Um, 
So when you go to Alaska, I know my son and wife uh, went there <clears throat> some years ago, and you work. Uh, but it is uh, incredible sights because you do have some time to, to take off. So uh, if you want to know more about the Alaska trip, uh, when Bill comes back, you can talk to him. Any other, any praises or prayer concerns? We got one, we're going to go over here first. I have a praise. Um, Lois is now at home from the hospital. And she would like to thank everyone for the prayers that, that um, for her healing and that she's now um, on the road to recovery. Okay. Well, it's nice to know that, that Lois is home and that is recovering. That is, that is awesome. Thank you for, for sharing. We had one over. Yes. Um, you have been praying for Julie Shirk, and I just got an encouraging message from her and also some more prayers for her. Uh, they are now going to move her out of the hospital to a facility where she's going to be having rehab. She's really concerned about that because she still has her leg problems and no feeling in her feet. Uh, she's, they want her now to do just five minutes of exercise a day, and when she goes to rehab next week, they want her to do three hours, and she doesn't honestly know she's going to be able to do it because she becomes exhausted. Right. And uh, She's very thankful for all the prayers and all the people that have uh, contacted her mother and spoke with the family. And she just asked if you would continue to pray for her and for her to get strength and be able to do what they'd like her to do while she's at rehab now after being five months in the hospital. Yeah. Thank you. So we will be praying for Julie. I know it's going to be a um, transition for her big time. So um, let's be praying for her and that the that she's on the road to recovery, that at least she's moving out of the, the hospital. Um, we have one right here. But do you, hold it, let me go with that, and then we'll go. Um, it's right there. Oh, oh. <laughs> surprise. Uh, I just should tell you folks, Janet McDonald had a fall again last week. She did not hurt herself, but she's becoming very weak. And if anybody would like to send her cards, her address is available. Thank you. Yeah, we need to pray for Janet. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, she is in quarantine for a while, but as soon as she gets out, I'm going to try to go see her. So keep Janet in prayer. Um, right over here first. Yes, Nicholas. I'd like prayers for our son, Scott, who's having back surgery on Wednesday. Thank you. Okay, we'll be praying for Scott. And... Jenny, hold, hold on. We're going to go to Jenny. Weeks ago, I asked for prayer for a little boy, Gus, who had brain cancer. They took the tumor out. It was encapsulated, so they're hoping and praying there's no cancer cells. But this past week, he started his chemo, and I haven't heard if they found any more cancer cells. But just continue to pray for him because now he's in the hospital for the next few weeks getting chemo. Well, we were certainly pray for Gus, and, and glad that they were. Our prayer is that they got it all, and it didn't spread. Yes. Uh, I'm going to pr uh, pray for my sister that she's actually home for good now. Uh, I just hope she won't go back. Okay. We will keep praying for, for, your, praying for your sister, that she's healed. Any other 
for our concerns. I do want to, oh, Amy. Um, on Zoom, Lisa Lair is grateful that Chris is back in the United States. He landed back at Fort Hood earlier this week, and he should hopefully be back in Pennsylvania next week sometime. Good. Well, we are glad that he, he's, he's safe. And then Amy also shared with me, Carolyn Boyer uh, is um, in the hospital. Uh, she has been in hospital since Friday trying to deliver this baby. She is now second in line today to get a C-section. So keep uh, Carolyn in prayer. Uh, also, uh, Adam, uh, I noticed that you have a broken arm. Are you, are you doing better now? Uh, the cast. Okay. So I'm, I'm not going to tell them how you did it. But if you, if you want to know later, I can tell you after. No. We are glad that you're doing well, though, and, and that it's safe. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? Praying for America, absolutely, if we are so divided sometimes. Uh, at this point, Jenny is going to come up, and she's going to lead us in the pastoral prayer. And I have the copy for you there. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I am so grateful that we could all gather here together in your house to worship you, to praise your name, to reflect on the goodness and everything that you are, love, light, power, promises, hope, everything, Father. Everything we have comes from you. In this time, like the song was saying, it really touched me this morning. We are in somewhat dark days, even though we're coming out of the other side of this terrible pandemic, which we are so grateful for that we are coming out of the other side. You have brought us safely here together. There are those of us that have lost loved ones. We pray for those people. But Lord, we pray for our country. We pray for those that have used divisive words. We pray for those who, who have deep, deep prejudices, so deep, Lord, that we can't even see them. Father, we pray that scales fall from all of our eyes. We pray for clarity, Lord. We pray for the direction you want us to go and how to treat others, Lord. Let us remember that while you hung on the cross, you prayed for those that were persecuting you. Let us do the same thing, Father. We pray for the lost, Lord. We pray for those that think there are many ways for heaven. We pray that they find you in your path. Lord, we just ask that you would bless us on this journey. And we pray, Father, that we, you would give us everything that's in your arsenal to fight against the evil one who is just bombarding our thoughts with lies over and over again. He hits our insecurities, Lord. And we need help, Father, to fight the war that's going on inside of us. Strengthen our faith, Lord. Strengthen our love for one another. Let us spread that to all those we come in touch with, whether we agree or disagree with their views. Father, now we just want to lift up all those that were mentioned this morning. 
We ask that you would touch their lives in a very real and powerful way and heal them of all their illnesses. We give you all the praise for those that are well on their way to complete healing. And Father, might we remember that you and only you are the one that's in control on what will happen here on this earth that you created and that you will call and bring home one day. This is temporary, Father. May we keep the big picture always in our view. It is difficult. That's why we need your help, Father. And so we come asking for that today. And we pray as you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture lesson is from Acts chapter 16. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the walls immediately, all the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself! We are all here! The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you'll be saved, along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of, Lord, of the Lord with him, and with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God.
You know, that last very line, a ransom soul, do we actually give thanks to the Lord for our salvation? I mentioned this in Sunday school and, and I'm going to mention it again today in the sermon. Do we give thanks for our salvation each and every day? You know, we start with the story of Paul and Silas and the reason why they're in prison is that they were there to preach the gospel, to tell people the good news. And there in that city, there was a little girl, probably nine, 10, maybe 11. We don't really know the age, but we do know that she was a slave and she had a demon within her that could tell the future. And her owners used her for profit. Now, when Paul and Silas came in to the city, the little girl would go around and the, the spirit that was in her, the evil spirit, kept going around, these two guys are from Christ, they're telling the good news. And three days, this little girl's falling around and saying that, and finally... Paul gets a little tired of that because basically they're going in to tell the story not to have this interfering spirit doing that. And Paul finally said, Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And the Spirit left. And when the Spirit left, the owners were very upset. Because now this little girl lost the ability to tell fortunes. And because she failed to tell fortunes, they couldn't make money off of her. You see, they were still thinking, she's our property. What right of you healing her? And so these owners started to raise a fuss among the city and said, hey, these Jews are stirring up trouble and they're talking about things that uh, we don't believe in. And, and so the officials got them, stripped them, beat them, and then threw them in jail. And so if that wasn't worse enough, they actually put these stocks on their feet. Now, I was reading about this uh, in one of the commentaries, and it says like these stocks had more than two holes for legs, which thus could be forced apart in such a way it would cause the utmost discomfort, cramping the pain within them. And so the jailer, at this point, didn't really care about their well-being. According to his job, he just had to make sure they they couldn't escape. And the way the jailer had the chains and whatever the stocks were, They were uncomfortable. They weren't going to go anywhere. And so that's where they were. And if you can imagine what kind of cell that they were in, they were in the innermost cell. I mean, understand, these were incredible, horrible conditions. Now, you and I, if we were in jail... I do not think you and I would be singing praises. I don't think we would be singing hymns. I don't think we would 
be doing any of that. I think we would be sullen, maybe. Maybe the only thing that Paul and Silas could do was praising God. The most uncomfortable, the most desolate place, the most incredible smells. And here we have at midnight, still probably bruised and skin broken because they got beaten with rods. Paul and Silas are singing. They're praising God. And you can imagine that the jailer is hearing this, thinking, you've been beaten, you're thrown in jail. Why are you singing? Why are you praising God? What, this doesn't make any sense. And then the earthquake happened. And so this earthquake was able to be such a force that it opened the doors of the jails. And not only that, but the chains, the stocks, actually came off, which was only by the Holy Spirit. Now the jailer is seeing this and automatically, here's the thing, if you're a jailer and you have let a prisoner escape, you will take the place of the prisoner. That meant that if you let someone go and their punishment was death, you would die in their place. If they were to be tortured, you would be tortured in their place. And so the jailer, thinking that they have all escaped, did the most honorable thing he could do, which was to commit suicide. And so that's what he was planning to do. He was planning to kill himself when Paul shouted out, don't do it, we're still here. Now can you imagine the jailer going, hold it, they're, they're still here. And he calls for the lights. And sure enough, every prisoner that was there, or was supposed to be there, is still there. And at this very moment, out of everything that's going on, the jailer does one incredible thing. He was so worried that at that very moment, the only thing he cared about was his salvation. Something in his heart changed because he had heard them, and you and I probably, if the sails were open and the chains were gone, we would be thinking, okay, this is our time to head out. God's done this. However, Paul and Silas had another task at hand, and we'll get into that for a moment. At that moment, they weren't going anywhere without God's guidance. And Paul had not heard from God to leave. And so the jailer was just, who are these people? And wanted to know What can I do? And it was a very simple thing. Paul just says, you have to believe in Jesus Christ. And then and there, he believed. And not only that, the jailer took them home, cared for them, bandaged the wounds, fed them, and, and then, because his family heard what was going on, They all believed. 
It's an incredible, wonderful story. They were all baptized. This is now probably one, two o'clock in the morning. And they couldn't wait. They were that excited. We need to be baptized now. Not that it would save them, but they wanted to be part of the whole community. They wanted to know what can give me peace. Jenny, in her prayer, said, this is temporary. This place that we live in is temporary. And we don't think about that very much, but it is. Eternity is a long time. And it's wonderful to know that we are saved through the grace of Christ and that we have heaven. Not that we can boast because we're not good enough. But do we thank God each day for that salvation? Humbly going before him, asking again to forgive us of our sins so that we can be made new. Now you might be thinking, well, why is the jailer taking them to his house? Wouldn't he be in trouble? Actually, no. The jailer's job was to make sure that when they called for them, that he could produce them. So between him being in jail, he could actually take them home. He just needed to make sure that they were back in time. Reminds me of an Andy Griffin story. It, by the way, um, if you haven't watched the Andy Griffith show in a long time, watch it because it's just a nice little story. I know, 8 o'clock and then 8.30. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm addicted, but yes, because it's good classic TV. Anyway, so um, this is just temporary. So being beaten... humiliated in front of people. They just wanted to sing praises to God and then the jailer heard and then his faith. Then he was saved. I'm thinking, what do we do with our salvation? Are we grateful? Do we tell people about our salvation? Do we tell them how they can be saved? Do we actually, do we live, again, like Christians? Jenny, you also, because it fits into this, having the scales fall from our eyes. There are sometimes that you and I have messed up so badly, we're thinking, how can we ever get fixed? How can we ever make this right? And sometimes we have to have the scales removed from our eyes so we can focus on God, because God will make it right. We look at all the stuff that's going on in America and around the world, and we're thinking, what's going to happen? And yet... We know that God is in control. The only thing that we have to 
must be able to answer for people is when they come up and go, what can I do to be saved? Believe in Jesus Christ. To go back to that moment where that jailer, the only thing that he was worried about was his salvation. You and I don't have to worry, do we? No, because we have been saved. And we need to live like we have been saved. Each and every day. Simply believe in the the Lord Jesus Christ. And to live a life that is holy. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, do we trust you? Do we witness for you? Lord, that is the question. Do we trust you? Lord, our answer wants to be yes. But Lord, forgive us because there are times where we have not trusted you that we've done our own thing, that we've turned away from your teachings, that we have not read the Bible, that we have not prayed for our enemies, that we've just done things for us. So, Lord, forgive us. For you've asked us to love you and to love others. You've asked us to reach out and to be a witness to others. So, Lord, in our dealings, help us once again to be a witness. Help us again to trust you. That if we don't know the words to tell someone about you, that you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will give us those words. Help us not to be afraid. Give us wisdom and courage to stand for what we believe. That we believe in you, that you have saved us. Not because of anything that we've done, but because of you. So Lord, create in us a new heart. On this very day, in Christ's name we pray, amen. So how often do we think about our salvation? And to be honest with you, as I was doing the sermon, I kind of took that for granted. I mean, I I know I'm saved. I I have that relationship with Christ. But until I read that the only thing that mattered to the jailer was salvation, shouldn't I think about that salvation each and every day and be thankful and to live that life. So the question I have to ask is, do we trust God? Oh, I know what you're wanting to do. Yes, we trust God. So how do we live each day? When you get up in the morning, okay, so morning's around 9, 10 for me, but once I get up, 
I'm grateful. Or I should be. God, I have a new day. You have a new day. How do we live? Have we actually said, God, I trust you, let's go? Or do you think about, oh, I've got this appointment going on today, or I'm going to get a vaccine, or I've got a procedure, and then you start to worry. My friend uh, Ron, you're going to have surgery coming up in, in June. But someone was a little worried about it. I mean, I'm just going to be, I mean, hopefully I can share this because I'm already doing it. <laughs> but you have actually said that, that there were some concerns. And only because they, you didn't know. It wasn't, it was either he's going to have a, some minor surgery, but, well, it's minor because it's happening to you, not me. Um, but you were concerned because you just didn't know. God, just give me answers. Either I'm going to have medicine or they're going to be able to do surgery. I just need to know. And then he told me um, this week, I had to turn it to God and trust him. And when you told me that, there was this peace that came over you. So how come we're not trusting? I think sometimes, Jenny, uh, I think we believe in ourselves too much. I can do this. But who, who, who's really in charge? God. Oh, we don't like the outcome. God, would you do it this way? We, sometimes we don't see the big picture. But God does. And that's where our faith is. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, today you see the whole picture from the start to the finish. All we can see is this little bit of our focus right here, but Lord, you are God. You've created everything, and we serve you. So Lord, forgive us when we think more about ourselves than you, when we put our needs above your needs, when, we put, when we've become selfish. Lord, forgive us. Guide us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Just a reminder to everyone, um, Bob and I will be at conference this week, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, uh, but I will have my phone on, so if you want to chat with me on Thursday uh, between the hours of 9 and 5, please call me. I'm just kidding. I'm, I know I'm supposed to pay attention. Bob, you didn't hear that, but I, yeah, I'll, I'll try. Anyway, let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we leave here today, help us to be thankful for our salvation and to live a life that pleases you. In Christ's name we pray. And all of God's brothers and sisters said, Amen.